Sam, don't you do? Welcome, welcome, welcome! Welcome, welcome back to the show! We're back. Chillest thing I know. Some people wake up every day and you know they don't have a lot on their plate they got to go to work don't have a big agenda that's not this guy our next guest is a good friend of mine doug welcome to the show buddy good to be on man. Uh, <laughs> uh, doug is in fact one of the uh, most driven uh disciplined uh, successful people i know he's an actor he's been in independent film all kinds of independent film uh, major motion pictures he's been on television He's appeared in uh, Mr. Robot, The Blue Bloods, The Americans. I haven't seen that, but I did see your appearance on Nurse Jackie. Yeah, where you had a I had a pipe. You had a pipe, had a pipe coming off of me through your chest. Yeah, yeah, um, it actually it got actually reviewed by the uh, Los Angeles Times. Really? Yeah, and I, I was in the paper. It said Nurse Jackie gets her most interesting character yet. Yeah, nice. But actually, the the reason I have him, I wanted him to come on the show today was Douglas has a one man show called The American Soldier that he has been thinking about, researching, writing, rehearsing, and, well, you've been pouring it for, what, a couple years now? I've done it for about, I've done it five years being paid professionally for it, and I've probably done it for over 10,000 audiences and, and veterans. But you started working on this just as a concept like a decade ago. Yeah. This was, this was a dream of yours for a long time. Uh, I guess it was, I mean, because I've known you for a long time, and I remember when you were just, Hey, I want to do this thing. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah, it started about 10 years ago. And um, to be honest with you, it started even longer than that. But I think I would say around 10 or 11 years is when I started, really started to kind of drill down into trying to create it into something. But I just had this idea when we were reading a lot about guys coming back from the Middle East. And I remember thinking, ah, I had an empathy for it, for them, thinking how unfair it was. And, you know, guys struggling financially and guys not you know, being able to pay their bills or and dealing with PTSD and, and the suicide rate, which we were just starting to hear about it. So I wanted, as a patriot, I kind of wanted to do something about it. So I just started researching and, and, you know, long story short, you know, it just, it became something bigger than I could have ever imagined. I've been all over the country. I've done it in 11 states, 17 cities. Noted performances at the Kennedy Center, the Library of Congress, and I, I personally saw your show uh, on your invitation at the Federal Reserve, Reserve here yeah. in the city. And, you know, after the show, it's an incredible one-man show. I was trying to think of something to, to say, something brief that you would say to someone who, who, you know, you're very impressed by and moved by your show. And I thought of something that Billy Crystal said that Muhammad Ali had said to him after his one-man show where he played Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. And apparently Muhammad Ali came up to him backstage Richard Pryor was apparently hugging him. Muhammad Ali moved off Mr. Pryor, hugged Billy Crystal, and whispered in his ear, little brother, you made my life a little better today. Oh, that's such a good thing. And I realized that that's really what you're doing for these veterans. Yeah. Is you're making their life a little better for the day that they see the show. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys say that. I mean, they've, they've said, you know, whether it's true or not, many of them have told me, you know, you're, you're saving lives. And that's, I think, where the power of the show comes. The power of the show really comes from the veterans because 
you know, I do a lot of marketing for it, but really it's the veterans who book it. You know, they see it somewhere and then they say, hey, you, I just saw this play and you got you to gotta bring it here. And that's how I got to California. I just came back from California. I'm going next month to New Hampshire. And I was just in New Hampshire in February and somebody in the audience said, she, she, she emailed and she said, me and my husband talked about your play for an hour after we saw the play, you know, so we want to bring you back and we want to do it for in our community. And then we want to invite a, she's a, a health specialist for veterans. And so she said, you know, we want to, we want to bring the play back and we want to invite a bunch of people from the VA and we want them to see your play. And so that's how it kind of starts ping-balling around, you know. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. But I mean, I could have never, t- yeah, it's, it's just one of these things that, you know, you have an idea, you create it, to be honest, truth be told, I wanted to create a project for me as an actor. Obviously, I had, you know, an empathy for it and an affinity for the subject matter. But if you would have told me 10 years ago what the arc would have been of the play, I would have said, there's no way. So when did you start the play? So I started doing it about six years ago. Okay. And when I say doing it, I mean just workshopping it in front of people. And I couldn't even get a director because, see, what happened, the whole story of it is that I would go to the New York Public Library, and as you guys know, the Internet has changed so much in the past 10 to 15 years. I mean, there was stuff on the Internet in 2005, but not like today, right? I mean, today, Google is your mother, basically, right? <laughs> so, you know, back then... Mama Google. Mama Google. You don't need yeah. mom or dad. You just need Google. Just need Google. need Google. And so... And I, an interface. An interface. To get to, get yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so I would go to the library, and I would literally look up... Uh, there's books, actually, filled with veteran letters from every war, every race. I mean, you can, you know, war is such a vast subject that you can do a play on war about anything. You know, I mean, it's just... Just a, one moment of one day. One of, day, know, right? yeah. yeah. And, and forget about gender, race. I mean, it's just, it's very, it's a very vast subject. So I started pulling letters out. So when I wanted to turn it into a play, I started talking to directors, but all I had was a stack of papers of letters. And they were, I got told no by just about every director. They're you know, someone said, well, what do you want to do with it? I go, I don't know. And that's, I was hoping you were going to tell me what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I just wanted to give make it. Make me a star. <laughs> make me a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Uh, and, and it was obviously a learning process. And they were like, well, you know, and then people came up with all kinds of weird ideas. And I thought, well, I don't want to do that. You know, and some people thought it's about this. And then, you know, and. I mean, I had one director talk about, you know, well, maybe we can talk about, you know, how it's, you know, open up the gay community. And it's like, well, that's not what this play is about. Nothing wrong with being right. gay, but this is not the subject matter right. that, that I want to tell. So I was really frustrated with the project and I was burnt out from the research already because I started researching around 2005. So by 2009, 2010, I was almost thinking, OK, I don't know what to do with it. This was a, a pipe dream, so to say, you know, I had this idea that I wanted to do a veteran type I actually thought it was going to be a play, and I would talk to Foster about it. I talked to all my friends about it. I would say, you know, I have this material, and I would send it to him. And and he would say, uh, he said, well, I think you've got a great play. There was one piece of material that I had about when the South had put the northern prisoners with with the Confederate dissenters, right? And and the idea was that that the South thought that the the South and North, those, those two different parts of the country in jail would start fighting each other and they were, they were trying to torture them. But what happened was they were, they became friends. And so enemy, my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were both in jail and they, right. they and, you know, and a lot of them yeah. were, you know, from like North from Carolinas and right. they were, you know, a border across from each other. And many of them were cousins and brothers and stuff. 
And so they look that that idea is no good. So I I had that material, and he was like, "Well, that's a great play. You should do about that." And I said, "No, I don't want to just do it about the Civil War." So everyone had, you know, in, in fairness to them, they would, you know, whenever you read something, you put on your own glasses to it, you know. And so, so I really I was really kind of frustrated, and it wasn't until I think the thing that I did, what I would always suggest every actor to do, is that. You ask everybody, even if they tell you no, because usually their no's will spin you into another direction. Mm. And so I started emailing friends and I started just, you know, trying to get as many no's as I could. And finally got someone said, you know, I know I took the Alec Baldwin workshop years back. I studied. He, had a, he used to have before his career had done a dip. And then right. in the dip, he was teaching these advanced um, scene study classes up. In we call the, it the shadow. The shadow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had the shadow. He played the shadow. He played the shadow. It's a funny story about Good auditioning job, for him. Good job. Yeah. So he used to teach this advanced scene study class. So in there, I became friends with this girl, and her name was Diane. So I emailed her, and she said, you know, and I, had, I was also friends with Craig Lucas, and Craig Lucas was a playwright, people who don't know him. He wrote Prelude to the Kiss, and he was a really nice man. I took a playwriting class. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a playwriting class. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write the play, you know. And as I talked about it, you know, you know, they always ask, so what's your, you know, what's your material about? And you tell your story, what's your material about? And I would tell them, and everyone was more, was these really completely different. And then I would tell my story and they were like, what? You know, like, you want to do a play about veterans? You got veteran letters? Because everyone was, everyone had a subject they wanted to write about where I had these research materials. And so. It's a better place to start from, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Real, well, it's real. Well, so what Craig Lucas said, he Based said, off of real stuff, you know, I think what you have, Doug, is a solo show. I don't think mm. you have a play. I think you have a one-man show. And at that time, I had thought, um, well, I never thought about it, that, that thought of doing a solo show. And, it, you know, you know, as a performer, it's, a, you know, one-man show, is, when you've never done it, it's really intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's not once you go through it, you know. I mean, there are some learning curves, but it's, it's you know, you beat by beat, speech by speech, and... You know, you have landing spots, um, just like anything you do. It's like when we did True West, right? Absolutely. When we reversed the roles. And the idea is daunting when you think about it. But challenging, extremely challenging, challenging at first, but the more you do it, you, do you, it and you build break up it that down. resiliency. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. and, and you, you have, you know, like a guidepost. Okay, when I say this speech, this takes me into this speech, and then it's in this, this speech. And then when I reverse the role, when I say this speech, and when I move here, that takes me into there. So, so that's where the daunting kind of starts to, you know, dwindle away. But... Um, but not the first time you do it, I imagine. No, no, you're first terrified. First time must be Crash terrifying. Oh, internally, well, you, don't you, let them see you sweat. Well, yeah, you just don't know. You just, Your I hand mean, is trembling. Yeah. You are. I, mean, I can't make it stop. It's just gonna because then you you know your brain plays weird stuff. Um, when I first did it, your brain starts telling you like it starts going into a negative talk. Yeah. You know, like fight or flight, man. Yeah, like it's natural. I, I don't know if anybody's really gonna like this. Like right. it, this is. No, you've never done this in front of anybody. You're going to be the only one on stage. And, and all this stuff is going on right before you go on. You know, like the brain gets in this weird spinning, you know, like this is really not that good. You're really not that good of an actor anyway, you know. I mean, you've kind of been faking people the whole time, you know. Just hear in the background. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, what? What? But you know, it's so true. You know, like your brain starts right. spinning right. In, in these negative spots. But before I, you know. I'm Go good too enough, deep. I'm smart enough, <laughs> and I'm pretty enough. Gosh darn it, people like, like me. <laughs> she said, I know a guy who directs solo shows. He's known for that. Why don't you reach out to him? Uh, so Craig Lucas gave me this one director. Her name was, um, I forgot her name, but she was a big director. And she said, I just don't have time for this. It was a very predictable answer. And I said, well, do you know anybody 
who might be interested in this. And that's the, I think that's, that would be the phrase that I would tell anybody who's trying to pursue something when they're getting a lot of no's. When you get the no, ask that no, do you know anybody who might be interested in this? Good follow-up. Yeah. yeah. And so then they'll say, well, I think I know this guy. And then you keep doing that. Eventually, you will find a maybe or a yes. And so I found a maybe. She goes, well, I know this girl who knows, who, they, they have a company called Lab Rats, and they do a lot of new stuff, and they, may be, they might be interested. And then she gave me the name of the company, and I said, oh, I know that girl, Danielle. I, I did an Alec Baldwin workshop with her. And you know in this business, Ian, that, you know, it's really a small business. You know, it's, everybody thinks Manhattan is massive, you know, but it's really... Small town. Small town. Yep. You know, and... Sound on train, see somebody you know. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's it. Yeah, and, you, and, and you're in production, so you start like, oh, I know Ian, you know, we worked on this, and then all of a sudden, that's why it's very careful to what bridge you burn, you know, yeah. because people will hear about it. Um, so she said... We don't think that's really right for us, but she gave me this director's name, Patrick Lillis. And I, so I reached out to him, and he said, um, I'd like to see it first before I say yes. Fair enough. So my wife said, why don't you just memorize the monologue? So I, had, I was like kind of creating correspondence. He was really busy, yet I had done nothing besides research. And he's like, yeah, let's, the, let's talk in six weeks. You know? And then I'd email him again. I would always follow through, you know. Hey, it's been six weeks. I was wondering if we can, you know, touch base. Because yeah, how about in three weeks? You know, well, he's really putting you off at first. Well, yeah, because you know, everybody, you're busy, you know, and and you have to kind of wedge your way into you people's do. lives. You Absolutely, do. Because, because anybody would throw any idea at you at every time. Yeah, and you yeah. don't know what that idea is. Right. You know, I'm sure you're getting pitched all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to, hey, you want to be part of this film? You want to be part of this production? They go, like, I don't know. And it's not until you're wedged into the project you think this was a good idea yeah. or a bad idea, but even a bad idea becomes a good idea somewhere else down the road. Right. Um, so I said, well, okay, great. He gave me a date, which was really important for everybody. He's like, real quick though, yeah. within all this time frame of being pushed off, everything happening, are you literally writing this play or are you like, okay, I haven't even written it. So you have nothing, nothing. to show. With, I mean, and, and not, not saying that that's... No, negative. it was nothing. It besides, was one of those things where you're like, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door, trying to get this going. All I had was... What do you have to show? Uh, I have these letters. I you, have these letters. So you hadn't, you hadn't even selected it down to, I, to maybe a, I, to a, a degree group. I had a, I had a medium group. Medium. But medium you were more group. focused on the get to yeah, cause I didn't than know, the here's what I have. Right. That. And I didn't know what the that's get amazing. to was. Right. Because, right? Right. you know, when you research a subject, like, you know, let's say you research civil rights where do you go with that? Right. right. You talk about Martin Luther King. Do you talk about, you know, the oppression in Alabama? Do you talk about, you know, what do you talk about? So it's the same thing with war and veterans. You know, mm-hmm. what do you talk about? So I just said, so I fell back to my natural training and instincts. I said, okay, I'm going to grab one piece. I'm going to make one monologue. That I can do. I can break down. I can find one piece that I find really interesting and I can memorize it, act it out, get coached on it. And you're going to the date. And you go to the date. Okay. Right? It's like you get dressed. And so I do this one monologue, and he liked it. He was like, you know, um, it's, you know it's pretty good. I'm interested. I'd like to see some more. So that started the process. And then I did more. I memorized more. And then, so then I finally said, how much would it cost for you to come on board and help me create a play? And he gave me a number, and I said, well, I just jumped in. I said, let's do it. So then he so, said. Can we say his name? Is that- oh, yeah, Patrick Lillis. Patrick Lillis. Patrick Lillis. Lillis. Yeah. Yeah, no, great guy. He's a, and he was really kind, and he was, and that's the thing, you know, you got to find kind people. Because I, mm. when I was showing stuff around, I remember I will keep his name out, but he was a real. Can we cuss? Oh, fuck, fuck, yeah. Yeah. fuck yes! Fuck yes! <laughs> he, fuck that guy. <laughs> fucked up a long time ago. Patrick, great job. Fuck you, other guy. 
been said. Please. And we can say that you didn't have to say any of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was an asshole. And he was like, well, I don't think anybody's going to be interested in that. And I think you should do it this way. And he was like, and he would, and was I took. Was it forceful? He was, he was just really negative, And he was negative on it. It was a workshop. I started, I took a, 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 a once I knew it was going to be a social. Too much information. Yeah. Well, I took. I took. Yeah. I took this at the workshop at the <laughs> at the workshop on this date at, at this place, and everybody had ideas, and he was just really negative. And I thought, okay, I knew that I didn't want to work with this guy, you know. And, and your gut tells you yes. when someone's right. Yes. And Patrick was really, you know, he was really kind. He's he was really uh, uh, nurturing, and he's really encouraging, and, you know. So we kind of had framed it a little bit you know and so we had three four monologues and then um then he gave me the worst advice he said well i think this play is not balanced you have a lot of guys and so there's a lot of revolution stuff here and there's a lot i even had some shakespeare in there you know and and he said let's hope the dogs of war no it was well you know shakespeare talks about it and um and henry v when kate goes up to hotspur and she says, when she tells Hotspur, you know, you don't sleep anymore, you don't laugh anymore, you don't talk anymore. And it's right after he has that huge battle with uh, Prince Hal. Mm -hmm. And so Kay's, you know, saying, what's wrong with you? Basically, it's Shakespeare's version of PTSD, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and PTSD has been studied back from, you know, the Greeks, from Oedipus and, and Homer. They all, they all talked about it. So basically said, you know, okay, this is, this, I like what you're doing. We've got to get some more, I need more, you've got to do more research. Like, I need, we've got to find some women. We've got to find, you know some different races, you know, like right now your play is way out of balance. It's not going to be interesting. I, like, I don't want to do any more research. You know, <laughs> but he said, you know, you probably have it in your material. Just go through your material and start picking out, find, don't get too crazy about it. Find something that you kind of like, cut it out, put it to the side. So I did that and I memorized a shape of it, you know, and I had like 20 minutes of it. And then I decided to get with a, I went to a workshop called the Solo Show Workshop. It's by Matt Hoverman, who now was one of the luckiest things I ever did. I looked him up, I Googled, and I found, he said, well, he, we got it to like a 20-minute version, and, and that was all. You know, I had it. He says, well, what do you want to do with it? I said, I don't know. He said, well, when you, you, know, when you find out, let me know, and then we, we, we can talk from there. So now I had like eight monologues in my head. But they were kind of broken. They weren't, there wasn't any structure. And so then I thought, ah. I really don't have a play now. I just have eight monologues in my head. So I went to Matt Hoverman's class, and he kind of shaped it. And he was really, he's now an Emmy. He writes in L.A., and he's just got an Emmy. He writes kids' TV shows. And he was really inspiring and really encouraging. And he always would tell you, you can do it. You know, you have people just underestimate themselves so mm -hmm. much. And once I had that version, I went back to Patrick. I said, I've got a play. You want to help me direct it now? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And he goes, I like what you done on the side away from you in the workshop and um, and if anybody's in LA and New York I would highly recommend Matt Hoverman's uh, workshop I mean it changed my career so that really helped you uh, define where it was that this project was going to go what, what you yeah. wanted to say with it what was the finish line though? yeah I mean he, he, and that was a great question but both of them would ask why are you doing this why mm. what's the why and Matt would say why? what's the what's the point why are you doing this and then I would say what I said you know I just feel like it's unfair that we send guys off to get shrapnel up their ass, and then they come back and they can't pay their bills. Yeah. I just don't think that's fair. And and then it it, it kind of spiraled, and then I you know I did it for five people, and they said um, it's good. You know I like what you're doing. I think and I I, I was really blessed. Were they affiliated with any of the armed forces, or were they no. just random I, ran, randomness of randomness own careers, whatever? Yeah, I, I call my play. I talked to two friends, my wife, and my wife knew somebody who was on the board of Playwrights Horizon, 
Mm-hmm. I rented simple studios and I rented a room and I said, I'm going to do the show. And I had rehearsed with Patrick for this little five person performance, you know, and I did it and we took feedback and some people didn't like some things. Some people liked some things, but it was what's important throughout this whole process is that at every stage you're getting feedback. And that was, that's when you're creative. Just what I didn't, what I know now, what I didn't know then is that getting the negative feedback is really helpful because mm-hmm. It, it either steers you in a way that you agree with or in a way that you don't agree Helps with. Helps you make a choice. Yeah. Makes you a choice, yeah. you know, and, and you take bits of it. So anyway, I'll kind of wrap it up. Right, because you can either agree with it and, and go in that direction or, or disagree with it and then figure out what direction you do want to yeah, go. And, yeah, and, and, and it, your instinct tells you as an artist, like, no, I completely disagree with that piece of information. Right. I'm definitely going to stay in this direction. That's not what the show's about to yeah. me. Yeah, or the why for me, yeah. So then Patrick said, well, what do you want to do with it now? I said, well, let's... Um, uh, I want to. I want to produce it at least once. I just wanted to get it out. And he said, "Okay, well, let's rehearse for six more weeks, and then we'll find an event, and we'll do it." And then at that time, <laughs> I couldn't even get a festival to say yes to me. Like all of them said no to me. Like no one. This is before the fringe. I mean, everyone. Before you'd done it anywhere. I'd done it anywhere. They were like, "Nah, we're not interested in that. We're not interested in that. We want to talk about people who've gained too much weight and they're trying to figure out how to love themselves." You know. Stuff like that, <laughs> you know, you know, like all this stuff. You know, we're talking about it's out. genetics. Yeah, love your fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> just love it. Just love it. Big is beautiful. Keep it moving. <laughs> and then, and, and literally, I, I, Patrick goes, "Have you found a festival?" And I said, "No, man, I can't find, I can't find a festival." I go, "This is mind-boggling to me." He goes, "Well, just keep trying. You'll find one." And I did. I found a mono. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What the fuck does a director do if I'm hearing you right now do everything so far? They don't do as much as you think they do. Stop they, it. They don't. They don't. I'm thinking they're doing something like behind the scenes, no. getting something, at least pushing something. I mean, I'm sure that there's like handshaking behind closed doors to get things moving. They don't, man. Sometimes, but you know, at least at this level, well, they don't. Think about what, what he's doing. He's he's also sort of jobbing this guy in. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not like he's gone to the theater and, he, I don't, and been cast in this guy's show. Right. He's bringing okay. this guy to him, not okay. the other way around. So this, right. is, this, is, this is how it is on the ground level of really building something from scratch. Unless you... Let's say you and Foster decided to work together and create a, a show, and, you, and Foster goes, I'm going to direct you. Let's call it the truest thing I know. <laughs> the truest thing Sorry, I know. Sorry, I just had an idea. Yeah, go, oh, yeah. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, and then, then you guys are kind of, you know, you're, you're collaborating together, right? right? He says, I'm going to act it, and I'm going to direct it. And you, but when you're, like, paying someone to – basically, you're paying an audience member, you know, to, yeah. and to sh- give you feedback yeah. because everyone said, well, I, I definitely don't, won't give you feedback for free. And I definitely am not even interested if you are going to pay for me. So once you find one person that says, okay, I'll let you pay me so I can give you some feedback, you're like, okay, I'll take you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I am now in the business of directing any sort of show. If you want to pay me to boo your ass, by all means. Yeah. Five, 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 (laughs) five, five. five. And the thing would... Call me. And I tell young actors this too. You know, when you go into the rehearsal with a director, I mean, he, he, you know, and, and Foster knows this, but, you know, you are going to get direction from the director, yes. but it's not like you don't, you got to come to rehearsal already ready. Like, yeah. like you have to rehearse before you go to rehearsal. Like oh, you yeah. have like 80% of it yeah. done and yeah. then they kind of shape that yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got to be a little different too, because usually yeah. the director can fire you. Correct. If you're not working out, yeah. you know, you're not doing what they thought you were going to do or you're just, you know, whatever. And it makes Flaking it, out on them. And, and they well, can fire you. Not, this is the other way around. You could fire him. Yeah. Right. And, well, and, but 
I know, and, and it's weird. It's a really weird dynamic. You're producing because, and acting, which is but at the same time, when you disagree with them, you're like, "This is my show." But at the same time, you're like, "I don't want you to walk, right?" Because I need you, yes. but yes. I still want to do it this way. My let's, way. Let's take five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. yeah. Let's take five. And you I'll learn, right. and, and you All have right. to kind of navigate that yeah. line. And there's moments when he's like, "No, I, I don't want to do it that way," and I was like. I do want to do it that way. What was way. the biggest fight you had about? Do you remember? I got to go back, but there's a couple. I mean, it wasn't really a fight, you know. I mean, you know, disagreement. Disagreement, yeah. you know. Um, well, one, you know, he didn't like my Civil War letter. He, I don't think he, there was, and you had to give, right? Yes. So, like, I had the song in it, you know, uh, you know, you will be my sunshine. When the, there's a father, he's holding his son, and his son passes away, and he sings him a song. And mm. I used to always sing this song to my, to my little boy when he was little. And my director goes, you know, that song is kind of creepy uh, when you sing it, you know. Um, I think he goes, you would be my sunshine. Please don't take, oh, dear Lord, don't take my sunshine away. You never know how much I love you, how much you mean to me. Yeah. And I would sing the song, and he's like, it's kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, really? I sing it to my boy all the time. He said, nah. I said, I, I don't like it. And so you kind of have to prepare yourself, almost give material that you're willing to annex off mm -hmm. to keep the core that you want, you know. So I said, okay, I'll get rid of it. So you have to kind of, you have to have these. Give it a take, yeah. Yeah, and you have to have these things like, you know, I'm going to almost, it's almost like I'm going to make stuff that I'm willing to give away mm -hmm. so I can hold on. Because if you always say no, 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 then it becomes a problem, right? Yeah. Because then it's not a collaboration and then right. it becomes a dictatorship in a way. And so then he didn't like my Civil War letter. And I said, I really like this letter, Patrick. I like, I really, you know, it's a famous letter, but, you know, it's called the Dear, uh, Dear Sarah letter. It was in Ken Burns' documentary. And I thought it really states what many men from past and present generations who have served in the military. Yeah, like boys. Boys, and they're willing, what they're willing to give. Yeah. And it's a very it's a very poetic letter, and it's, you know, Dear Sarah, if the indications are strong that we shall move today, I thought I should write a few lines that may fall under your eyes. And it's really beautiful, you know? I feel that any any literature back then, yeah, it, it's very just romantic. Especially some of the guys in the South, you know, yeah. because they were really, you know, um, they're high, they're really red, you know. People yeah. forget this. Like, I tell when you I, think about it too, like that's the only point of contact between these two people it. in this relationship is, is, is a letter, yeah. words that you've written on a piece of paper. That's it. That's, that's it. it. And yeah. some of these guys were able to, you know, express that. So I was able to hold on to that letter, and he said, "So you know, you learn these balances." And so we finished this, and then I found a festival called Mano a Mano. And I said, I found a festival. He goes, great. And I go, let's, uh, you know, let's rehearse it for about a week or two and let's kind of tighten it up and let's do it. And I literally thought that, that, was, that was it. But don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with more. I got it this far. I you got it up. Got it up. It. I did it for a festival and I'm all done. And I did it, I'll never forget it. It was a rainy Monday night. I think it was a memorial. Memorial Day, um, it was... Uh... thing I know. <laughs>